0: Love Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najee E. Brown, your host. And we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry. And our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's episode is entitled, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. And that phrase may be familiar to many of us as we were growing up in Sunday school and were able to learn and memorize that song at an early age. It is a song. It is a children's hymn. Let me give you a little background on where the hymn came from, who wrote it, etc., So, Anna Bartlett Warner was her name, and she wrote the hymn, Jesus Loves Me, way back in 1860. And then the chorus was added in 1862 by William Bradbury. This particular song was written originally as a poem in Anna's novel, Say and Seal. So, Anna and her sister, Susan uh, Warner, lived on constitution island which is near the united states military academy of west point new york and it's there at west point that they taught sunday school classes for the cadets i thought that was pretty cool and they sort of had an inside track because their uncle reverend thomas warner was the academy's chaplain anna died in 1950 at age 94 And both Anna and Susan, her sister, were buried at the Academy Cemetery, which is a very, very high honor indeed. So Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You know, when I looked up that song, I memorized it and learned it when I was probably five or six years old, and I didn't realize there were many, as many stanzas or verses as there are. Uh, I just remember the one, one verse as a child, and it was uh, probably very near and dear to many of our hearts as we learned it and, and sang it. But how do we know that Jesus loves us, and what exactly does the Bible tell us about his love for us? Today I want to dig a little deeper and explore the love of Jesus that offers eternal and eternal outcome. So why did Jesus do what he did on our behalf? I want to present at least five reasons today that are worth mentioning, and I'm sure you can do your own study and probably come up with several more. But there's five that I believe are worth mentioning that will help us to understand why Jesus did what he did on our behalf. So the first one I want to mention is he broke down the wall between Jew and Gentile. Jesus died to create a whole new way for races to be reconciled. So he has broken down and he, you know, the dividing wall of hostility and making peace through the cross. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, this is what it says. For he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier the dividing wall of hostility, verse 15 says, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And then verse 16 says, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. The second reason is Jesus is, uh, did what he did on our behalf to absorb the wrath of God so that we could escape the curse of the law and the penalty of sin. So in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. But we love other things more than God. We have to admit that. We have to be honest with ourselves and honest with God. We love other things more than God. And sin is not only transgression and missing the mark, but it's also dishonoring God by preferring other things over him and then acting on those preferences. So our sin in reality is against the ruler of the universe. The day King David said it, it is against thee and thee alone that I have sinned. And the wages of our sin is death, according to Romans chapter 6, verse 23. So for God not to punish sin would be unjust. And we know that one of God's characteristics and attributes is that he is a just God. So what did God do? Well, he sent his only son, Jesus, to be the wrath-absorbing substitute for our sin. In 1 John 4:10, it says, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. The third reason uh, that I'd like to present is that God, uh, Jesus died. He did what he did on our behalf to reconcile us to God and to bring us back to God. And the reconciliation, is, is, it happens both ways. We're reconciled back to God. God's reconciled back to us. So the, the, the first act, uh, God's first act in reconciliation uh, is, is that he, he had to remove the obstacle that separated us from him. And the guilt of our sin. So he took the step that we could not take to remove his own judgment by sending Jesus to suffer in our place. The gospel of Christ, which is the death, burial, resurrection, and the promise that he is to return is good news. It is great news. And God did everything necessary for us at the cost of his own son's life. In Romans 5 and 10, it says, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. And when we enter into relationship with Christ, we receive the gift that God freely gives. And then in 1 Peter 3.18, it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. The fourth reason that I want to go over is that uh, Christ did what he did for us and did did what he did on our behalf to take away our condemnation. So Christ suffered on the cross and he became our punishment, that very punishment that we don't have to bear. And then Christ gives us our worth that we cannot earn. So his death secures our freedom from condemnation and to all who believe that Christ is the atoning sacrifice, propitiation, and the great redeemer. In Romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2 says, Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You see, in Christ means to be in relationship with him by faith. Relationship with him by faith. Not knowing about him and knowing of him, but being in relationship with him by faith. And then the fifth one is that, why did Jesus do what he did on our behalf? Well, to give eternal life to all who believe on him and in john chapter 3 verse 18 it says whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the of god's one and only son and then if we drop down in john chapter 3 and read verse 36 it says whoever believes in the son has eternal life but whoever rejects the son will not see life for god's wrath remains on them and then in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 it says no eye has seen no nor ear heard nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him and then John 17:3 says this is eternal life that they know you are the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent so there we have it Why did Jesus do what he did on our behalf to break down the walls between the Jew and the Gentile, to absorb the wrath of God so that we could escape the curse of the law and the penalty of sin? And then he reconciled us back to God to bring us back to God. And then he took away our condemnation and then also to give eternal life to all who believe on him. So the Bible is drenched with verses, content and context proclaiming the relevant truths to the song Jesus loves me and this leads to the question how should we respond to this powerful hymn and will we let the bible tell us so the truth of Christ's love is simple to say and sometimes it's very simple to sing yet it is so difficult to believe It takes faith, a saving faith provided by God. The term love evokes a relationship, intimacy, commitment, and devotion. The question I have for you and I today, and I can answer it with an affirmative yes, but the question I have today is, are you in relationship with Christ? Again, not that you know about him or know of him, but are you in relationship with Christ? And then the other question is, do you know that Jesus loves you? And then... Does the Bible tell you so? And if you've answered yes to all of these questions, great. If you've not answered yes, then I would prompt you to pray and ask God to make things very, very clear and very, very plain to you. But while you do that on your time and while I've got your attention today, right now, this morning, this evening, depending on where you are in the the world, if you can't answer yes, that you're in relationship with Christ and that Jesus, that you know Jesus loves you and that the Bible tells you so, then repeat this prayer with me. Just repeat this prayer with me in the quietness of your own home or wherever it is that you might be. Dear God, I know that my sin has separated me from you. Thank you for your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who died for my sins. I know that he will forgive me of my past, present, and future sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and that you raised him from the dead. Jesus Will you enter into my heart today, right now, on this day? I desire and want to be in relationship with you and to live with you for all eternity. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you've asked Jesus into your heart, Seek someone out that can sit down with you maybe and go through the book of John. Study the book of John. Read the book of John. Begin to pray. Start to develop your prayer life and talk to to God, talk to Jesus, the same way that you talk to your spouse, your children, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors. Don't make this a big mystery. Being in a relationship with Christ, we just found out why he did what he did on our behalf. You know, he did, God came up with a plan and did something for us that we couldn't do for ourselves and then Christ gave us our worth something that we can't earn and just remember that God is just so as a just God he had every right to punish sin but he came up with a plan of redemption for us he came up with a plan so that we could be reconciled back to him and that he gave us his son Jesus Christ who suffered and died on the on the cross on behalf of us so that we could be uh, in relationship with him and to live in all all eternity with him. So with that, I want to say God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we will talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.